Howdy. Welcome to Enter the Chat Podcast, where we talk about anime, video games, and all things nerdy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Siri. And I'm the other one, Qua. And now let's enter the chat. Boom. Insert music here, please. Flawless. Thank you, Siri. Glad you're still showing up all peppy for us. Oh, you're welcome. I would. We had to move this one because it was originally supposed to be on Thursday, but Qua had just gotten his that day, and we knew that he was gonna be down for the count. And I was ambitious to think I'd be okay today. I am better than I was yesterday. We'll say that. I was. I will say that I was fighting a fever on and off all day, and I don't feel like I have one now. That's good. But you know, we're we're superheroes now, right? Yes. Yeah, superheroes now. Um <laughs> I mean we're I guess Moderna is what, two weeks away from immunity as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same with Pfizer. So in two weeks we'll be, you know, next level. We will be the, the butterfree coming from the meta what what's it called? Metapod. Metapod. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging you a little bit. That's like if the master is still listening, he'll he'll probably judge me for a bit there because I forgot. Yeah, what, I would too. Evolved I would too. Uh it's okay. I know when their levels <laughs> are. I know what levels they evolve from. Seven and ten. You know? That the numbers are what matters. <laughs> you are a true accountant. <laughs> Literally like the first 15 Pokemon. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I'm not even going to pretend I know what number Metapod and Butterfree are. I just know Pikachu's number 25. Because it goes, the the first three starters, I think it it starts with Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, right? Mm -hmm. And then Squirtle, War Turtle, Blastoise, Charmander, Mm -hmm. Charmeleon, Charizard. I think that's the correct order. And then I think it is Weedle, Butterfree. No, Weedle, Metapod, Butterfree. Maybe. I say, oh, Caterpie. Or Pidgey. Or Pidgey oh, no. Pidgey and Spearow might be next. I'm not sure. I said Weedle. That's bad. I mean, Charmander is four through six. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think I've talked to him about this before. So, Oops. Yeah. It's kind of weird because if you look at the Pokeballs when they're, you know, the three Pokeballs in the game, it starts with Bulbasaur, Squirtle, then Charmander. But that's like not the number order they're in. It's just weird. I guess. Yep. We shall gather together and sing the Pucka Rap next live stream. Hell yes! Oh, geez. Hell yes! That would be amazing! I wish they had that at karaoke, like, in real life. <laughs> Do they not? I don't think so. I've sung, like, Mulan and Aladdin before with people, but I've never done a Pucka Rap before. That's sad. It's very disappointing. I'm sure they have it in Japan, though. Karaoke is pretty big over there. Imagine how many Lisa songs they have at karaoke bars. Lisa. Imagine if they kept updating the Pokemon rap. This is the rap that never Oh, ends. no. This is true. They would have probably had to hire Eminem to do it. Because he would actually fit it in a five-minute time frame, right? <laughs> oh, my God. How many Pokemon are there now? I think we're up to, like, 800. If I'm not correct. Jeez. Wrong. 
That's just too I many. Might, I might be wrong. Too many. So. Too many. But yeah, that would be way too many. Um, and this is why we will never have a national dex again, which is really sad. A what? A national dex. So national dex is where they combine all the different Pokemon into one Pokedex. Um, right, so why is it called national dex? It's like the it's a global dex, I guess, but they oh. call it national dex. So they combine all of it into one Pokedex. Most Pokemon games only keep around like 400 to 500 different types of Pokemon because they don't expect you to catch them all, like literally catch them all. Like I think the last game that had catch them all was Gen 5, I think, something like that. I, oh, I don't know. RIP Pokedex. I had a Pokedex. It was so nice. Like an actual one? Uh-huh. That's funny. Like an actual one, it opened up and you could type in everything and it would pop up the profile stats and everything. Mm-hmm. There's 898, basically 900. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dear. Sounds about I right. can't. When it was different regions of Japan, national made more sense. Yeah, it would technically be international now, I guess. International decks or global decks. I feel like global, global decks would sound global better. Global decks rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we talk about what we've been up to? Would you like to go first? I think the first thing we should talk about without spoilers, is we watched Mugen Train, the Demon Slayer movie. We rented out a private screening theater for it, and we had about 20 people come. And it was was crazy. It was was so much fun. And why was it crazy? Because, I don't know, the fact that we rented out a whole theater and we kind of just, like, had our friends with us and stuff, that was a lot of fun, I think. So, I think what also was really funny is there was another movie premiere happening that night, like legit movie premiere, red carpet, press, people dressed up in like gowns and tuxedos. The weird thing is, though, so I've been to a movie premiere before because one of my friends produced a movie and had it at the Chinese Theater in Los Angeles. So like that's like a movie theater venue. You don't think about that for Memorial City Mall in Houston. Yeah. A Cinemark of all places for a red. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Although I'll admit that Cinemark is a little bit more upscale than the other Cinemarks because it is in the mall, I guess. Instead of like, I don't know, it is for Cinemark. It was a little bit more upscale, I think. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. It's just that was really strange to see. (laughs) Yeah. So when we got there, we're like, uh, is there like a prom going on? Or is is this is this for Mugen Train? Did people just get really into Mugen Train? They wanted to dress up for it. I felt underdressed. <laughs> Definitely not for Mugen Train. I cried. Oh, yeah. Uh, Siri and I made a bet that I would. I said I would cry, but I ended up not crying, so I lost the bet. I still owe you five bucks. You do owe me five bucks. I'll send I kept turning it quad to see if he was crying. <laughs> And I could see from the corner of my eye, Siri just doing like this, <laughs> just sobbing. <laughs> and she had already seen it. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> Is that a mustache quaff? If you can call it that, yes. But I, I know I haven't shaved it in a while. It's my busy season. Is that stat. Zach? Yes. Hi, Zach. And yeah, but yeah, Mugen Train, you can't call it that. Thanks. I know. I know I can't call it that. <laughs> But yeah, Mugen Train, super well done. Uh, I think the pacing was really good for the movie. This is just a, my 
short review without any spoilers. The pacing, super good. Action from start to finish. I don't think it left too many unanswered questions, I guess. A lot of surprises I didn't expect. I did watch the trailer, so I kind of had an idea going into it. What would it be like? But I did not expect some of the plot twists they had in there at all. Super good action. Very emotional movie. And you get to meet a lot of characters in there that are really cool. And I really appreciated everything that they continued on from the season one ending. Yeah. Your thoughts? I mean, that... I watched the first time I watched it was not in the most ideal way. I'm going to put it in that. I'm going to phrase it that way. And watching it HD in the theater was like a whole new experience. Like I was watching it for the first time. So I think that really speaks to how, how well done the movie was. Yeah. Was there any fan service in the ending? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it was fan service in the ending. I mean, there was fan service throughout the movie. I mean, it was like a second. It was a second. Okay, see, this is where we have yeah. we're on polar opposites of what fan service is. So I went yeah. one way, you went another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we can get into that in a second. But yeah. what else I've been up to? I watched Mortal Kombat this weekend. And it's not oh, really... That movie came out. I forgot. Yeah, I know, I know Mortal Kombat movie train. I've been going head to head on box office. Mortal Kombat did better the first opening weekend, but then Mugen Train pulled ahead this weekend, this past one. But Mortal Kombat was actually not too bad. I, I'm not fully invested in the game franchise. I know of it. I've played the games. I mean, we, we've had that game at our firm game nights before COVID. Is Siri in a Tifa cosplay? Yes, I am. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Because it's Tifa's birthday today. It is. It's also Titus's birthday today. And I try to convince Qua to cosplay as Tifa. Tifa? I mean, Tifa. Tifa? (laughs) Yeah, Tifa. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, Are you a Sub-Zero Scorpion fan? I mean, anytime I've played the Mortal Kombat games, I always played as Sub-Zero. I just think the combos were easier for me to figure out. I'm not one that learns the combinations. I just, I'm more of a button masher, so I could figure and out. And confirm, all she does is button mash. I've watched her play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse is better than Tifa. I, I liked Jesse more in the remake than I did in the original. Zach recently just played uh, Final Fantasy VII because it was what? free on PS Plus. So he he did just get through it, I think. I don't know. Nice, he... nice. Qua would make an amazing Tifa. <laughs> oh, God. Look what you have done. <laughs> Look what you have done. I, I bestow greatness on Tifa. Oh. Is Qua cosplaying as Tifa considered fan service? Real question. I mean, if you consider it a service... <laughs> I suppose it's what the fans want. <laughs> yeah. Note to self: Don't let Call watch me play Kingdom Hearts ever. Oh, I'm not judging the button smashing, mashing because I I button mash as well. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just do it optimally. <laughs> optimally. <laughs> but and, yeah. Anyway, going back to Mortal Kombat, it was I think it was pretty well done. I didn't hate it, but I'm not super in love with it either. Mm-hmm. I I had a lot of questions during it, like is this canon? Is this, how much creative liberty did the writers have for it? Is this 
any of the lore in here. So it was um, there was some the brutalities were pretty brutal. I had to turn away and not look at it because I get pretty squeamish. Squeamish. Yeah. And you didn't get squeamish at Demon Slayer. No, because it's that's that's animated. Mortal Kombat is not. Is, is it not all fake, anyways? It just I, ooh. see drawing the line here, drawing the line. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's it's more realistic looking, and I I I, I was like holding my neck. <laughs> it's like my head's gonna fall off. <laughs> That's basically the big movie I watched this weekend. I mean, I've been I've been keeping up with Attack on Titan. I'm caught up. On the, the dub, dub the yeah. dub that's caught up with the sub, and now I gotta wait till 2022. Doctor Stone, I'm all caught up there as well. I'm a little disappointed because I think if this is the last episode that I watched, episode eight, they just got to where things were getting good, and it, they're living it on a hella cliffhanger, and I'm not, I'm not happy about it. On and which then, show? Which show? On uh, Doctor Stone. Oh, okay. And then My Hero Academia is picking up the pace, enjoying that so far. So I like it. After watching Seven Deadly Sins, no anime will ever make me squeamish. So are we talking about season three? <laughs> season three, Seven Deadly Sins? Squeamish. And that's why it would make you squeamish. Just Bond. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bond. Yeah, Bond yeah. gets into some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's an interesting dude. No, I don't think I've introduced you to enough uh, squeamish animes, sir. I can already think of one that you want to introduce him to. Yeah, there's plenty more than that one's on the mild side. Yeah, that one's on the mild. See, side. watching Bond get shanked up doesn't make me squeamish. Yeah, me neither, because I've seen much worse. <laughs> um, and I and I watch a lot of bloody anime too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And then, what else have I done? Yeah, I was gonna say, what have you been up to? Well, I mean, okay, Demon Slayer, of course. And then I just played a bunch of Path of Exile for like, I don't know, three or four days. And then I switched over to watching Shadow and Bone. It's not an anime, but it is a a series on Netflix that came out last week. It's based on a book series called Shadow and Bone. And I thought it was really good in terms of like production quality. The acting was all right. But in terms of like production quality and everything, it was just really well done. And I'll definitely have to go back and read the series because I haven't read it yet. It was on my list to read. But apparently the book I had read in the series, because it has a bunch of trilogies that are all interconnected. PoE is too much. That dang skill tree is too massive. Dude, just read builds. Look at builds online on YouTube. It makes it so much easier. Follow along with the build. Really good game for theory crafting. Anyways, back to... <laughs> Shadow and Bone. It has three series, and I originally was going to read Six of Crows, but I found out after looking, watching the, the show that Six of Crows is actually in the middle of the like chronological timeline, and I was like, oh wait, now I have to go back and read Shadow and Bone, and then continue on. But that was pretty much all I did. I caught up on fruit, Fruits Basket. I think I have like one or two episodes left to go on that one, and that's pretty much all I've done uh, besides just being sick. So, yeah, 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 uh, being sick all weekend. It's, it was mm -hmm. not I fun. Slept a lot. I slept a lot of it off. So do we have any news? I do. OK, let's go. Clearly, you did not look at my well-structured time, not timeline, outline. <laughs> you had an outline? 
I did have an. I told you I had an outline. Made. Well, clearly I did not read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it now. <laughs> I will start with gaming news. So, the big Nintendo news that came out in the last week or so was that Super Mario Party Online is a thing now, and they have a new map. It's and- crazy that it didn't have an online version already. <laughs> Yeah, I know, because I've been talking to a couple of people who just got Switches, and they're, and I, I already thought that Mario Party had an online feature, but they hadn't. So I think I spoke that into existence. But I'm excited about it. I've been playing Mario, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with some friends online, and it's a lot of fun, and I feel like Mario Party would be a nice addition to that. There's a lot of debate as to why they're doing it, or why they did it and chose to do it now of all time to- of all like timing. It's so late. And I feel like it was just something easy they could have done, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Rhett wants a switch age appropriate. I think a switch is definitely age appropriate. Wait, hold on. How old is Rhett now? He's like five, four. I think it depends on the games you're going to get. If you're going to get it for him. I mean, four, I think is totally doable for like the Mario games, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, pa- Party, Mario Party. Um, it's not like reading intensive. I'm sure he's already like starting to read and stuff. But oh, is that Drake? Thanks, Drake, for following. I'm oh, pretty sure that's Drake. Drake, thank you so much for following. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's age appropriate depending on the game. You'll probably have to look into like the gameplay and stuff to see if it's appropriate. What's going on? Oh. We're you just followed us, <laughs> and it notified us that you followed us. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Now we're calling you out. Yeah, but yeah, back to Super Mario Party Online, or your next thing. Yes. So speaking of, I didn't get thanked for following. I see. <laughs> when did you follow us? I didn't remember seeing that. <laughs> so I know this game is on Switch, and I don't think it's appropriate because I tried to pitch it to my cousin's triplets, and then I realized, ooh, probably should not pitch that to the yeah. children. No. Uh, this game is has been really popular in the last year, but it's finally coming to PS4 and PS5. It's Among Us. So they announced that, and they've announced a Ratchet and Clank skin, hat, and pet combo that you can put on your... Little, oh, uh, I didn't know they were doing a collaboration with Ratchet mm-hmm. and Clank. That's cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I don't know what it's, they're not called blobs. What are they called? Your crewmate, I guess. Yeah, crewmates. Your crewmate. Yeah, basically. So Among Us is gonna, and that's also crossplay. So. Yep. Oh, I love Ratchet and Clank. I played that as a kid. Are you gonna get the new one? That's coming out. Do they have Spyro on Switch? E- Actually, I don't know. I don't know Spyro's on the Switch. I know it, they came out like the huge uh, trilogy collection or whatever on PS4. But I don't know if I remember seeing it going on to Switch. I, it might have. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it should, but I don't mm-hmm. think so. And then the last bit of gaming news I had was Halo Infinite. Still coming out this fall. But they did say that it is going to be cross-play across um, PC and Xbox and everything. So I feel like there's always something Halo coming out every every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, back to our last podcast episode, some sort of remaster, some sort of remake, some sort of grand <laughs> collection. So just, it's, a called, it's called a drip campaign. Drip? Drip. Yeah. 
Did I tell Halo you about how I, I found out what the word drip means? <laughs> yes, and it had to do with someone at work, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't know what it meant. And I don't I think I knew out. what it meant when you told me what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's what drip is. That makes sense. Anyways. I got the Reignited Trilogy on the PlayStation. It was definitely worth it. Never played Halo myself. I want to hear the drip story. <laughs> oh, it's not really that impressive. It was just... Um, he, he felt old oh, for wait, a hot second. <laughs> someone asked someone else uh, what drip meant. And we had this whole like team meeting. It was on a team meeting call. All right. It was on a team meeting call and they asked what drip meant. And one of the other staff had to explain to the senior what drip meant. And I'm glad it wasn't me who asked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was funny. So what uh, does drip mean? Uh basically like swag. Like use it in part a of your like I like that new drip you got, which is like it could be shoes, it could be pants i have never heard this in my entire life yeah yeah drip today you learned anyways (laughs) yeah it means your outfit looks good something like that can't slip on the drip never heard that either we're getting getting old old. (laughs) for sure sure. looking fly Uh, equals dripped out so so i have some gaming news too i'm surprised you didn't put this on there now that i'm looking at the list Pokemon Snap came out this week. Oh, well. Or last week. We we talked about it last episode, and I just forgot to update this. So. Oh, okay. So I don't know who's played Pokemon Snap yet. Um, I'm probably not going to get which is really weird, because it is Pokemon, which I love, and photography, which I love, put together. But I'm not going to get it, because I don't want to play a game where I go around taking pictures of Pokemon. Like, I don't know how it works, but I, I just don't want to get it, because of that. Have you seen the meme where it's like, convince me that Pokemon Snap is not an FPS game? No, but I can see that. <laughs> a lot of people got it. I've, I've heard people who got it really, really enjoyed it. But I mean, that's just, it is an FPS game. Yeah, it is an FPS game. <laughs> Would you hate me to, if I shamelessly promoted one of my best friends? Videos? No, YouTube, you can do it. YouTube Go ahead. channel. Okay, so one of my best friends, he is a youtuber and he started recording and posting about pokemon snap so if you want to watch it i just dropped it in the chat will snap oh, yeah. have mortal kombat style fatalities oh yeah didn't we talk about that at some point yeah no <laughs> zach's just trying to do an actual nuzlocke <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh that's funny but oh, yeah pokemon snap would be an age-appropriate game but i did read somewhere Ferret, I mean, Ferret. Uh, I did read somewhere online that it is a little bit more reading intensive, but it is a fun game for kids because they get to go around and shoot take pictures, pictures. Of, take pictures of Pokemon um, in like different environments, like the the ocean and mountains and stuff. But it is sixty bucks, so just to let yeah. you know, it is pretty I, pricey. I could just camp out at Blockbuster for free, and then you can go talk about your anime news. Anime news, yeah. I'll let you do the second one that's on the list. Okay. So uh, the first big one, and it kind of ties into what we're talking about today. Sailor Moon Eternal is coming to Netflix on June 3rd. What? Isn't it two movies? Or is that a series? Yes. (laughs) I don't remember. It's two movies, right? Yeah. Yes. Corny can confirm because she and i have made plans to watch it together and make food and desserts 
we had a Sailor Moon Day a couple weekends ago, and it was a lot of fun. We made a strawberry shortcake, and then we made a chocolate parfait. It was delicious. And we played Sailor Moon uh, RPG game. Not RPG game, but it was like a Super Nintendo game. And we watched the anime. It was a whole thing. So <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. And then the second one is Yasuke just came out on Netflix. I think last weekend. Like around yeah. the same time as Shadow and Bone did. We are planning to watch it on Discord. And it, it's basically about a a black samurai which is really really cool because we haven't had one of those come up in a while like samurai shampoo or like and, afro samurai too right? and afro samurai so this is like kind of in the same ballpark and i really like these kind of shows because it kind of shows how diverse anime can be and that not all characters have to be you know asian or something like that so it's really nice to have those kind of shows that's pretty much it for all the news I can't think of anything else I might have missed. Oh, wait, no, there is one. Today, this morning, League of Legends announced that they're going to have an animated series on Netflix. <laughs> uh, I guess Dota 2 coming out with their own animated series made Riot Games have to fast forward their animated series as well because the Dota 2 one came out about a month ago. So then League of Legends was like, you know what? We can't wait on this. we got to push the button. So they they announced it, and it's coming out this fall, I think. Dota? Dota 2, yes. I see Siri cringing. I just don't understand. It's kind of like how they did... What was the one movie? Like, Was it, was it Warcraft or something that Warcraft came out? Warcraft movie? But yeah. that was like a 3D live action almost. It wasn't... Okay, live action, but it wasn't really live action. It was like CGI. Yeah, so these are like animated series. So kind of like how Voltron or Castlevania was made. Mm-hmm. So. Wait, is this fictional or is it based on the actual Black Samurai? Is it fiction? Actually, I don't know. I don't know anything I about Yasuke. I didn't want to get spoiled. Yeah, I, I'm going in blind on this one as well. So, we that will report me, back. I would love if they made movies out of some games like Final Fantasies. They do have Final Fantasies. I can't tell if Terra Master is being sarcastic. On what? On movies. Oh, games of, like Final Fantasy or are based on Final Fantasy? Because there are Final Fantasy shows. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Totally serious. Oh. Yeah. No, they, there's Final I, Fantasy movies. I have mixed feelings because anytime they try to do these live action or animated adaptations, they usually flop. Yeah. But League of Legends has been doing pretty good like game trailers and stuff, so I kind of have faith in them. We'll see. Dota 2's animated series wasn't bad. I watched that. It wasn't bad. League will do well. Yeah, I think so too. Castlevania is dope though. Yes, it was. Oh, what I do need it? to watch Castlevania. Castlevania was really good. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, tax interns told me to watch that. And I never got around to it. Anyways, on to our today's topic. Topic, right? Tropic? Tropic. <laughs> topic. 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 <laughs> I'm already on vacation. <laughs> We're going to talk about shoujos versus shonen today. And a bit about my other topic that I want to talk about was fan service. But we can we can talk about that later. For definitions, just so if you guys don't know what a shoujo is or what a shonen is, a shoujo is basically a manga or anime that has been geared more towards girls. Some examples of that would be like Fruits Basket, 
Clannad, Orin High School Host Club, Sailor uh, Moon, Sailor Moon, Cardcaptor Sakura, and Shonen are ones that are more geared towards guys, like mostly teenage guys. Like the the age range for these can be around from like thirteen to seventeen, I guess, maybe even eighteen. So Shonens would be like you know Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, My Hero Academia, Doctor Stone. But yeah, it a lot of people is Doctor Stone really Shonen? Yes, it came from Jump, uh, Shonen Jump. Oh, see. I'm going to let Qual kind of lead this one because I have no idea. I'm straight up just like uninformed over here. So, <laughs> yeah. And in video games, too, there's like games that are more geared towards girls, right? So you can, the differences between like the girlier ones versus like the action y one. Drake, you need to watch Dr. Stone. <laughs> but yeah, so what are your thoughts on Shoujo and Shonen? I don't see them as shoujo versus shonen i've just thought of them as anime as one big umbrella Mm -hmm. like sure if you if you want to compare apples to apples like sailor moon versus dragon ball z the cast okay so sailor moon is mostly female cast dragon ball z mostly male cast okay i see that color aesthetics yeah more feminine tones over here for sailor moon more i guess earthy rugged colors for dragon ball z but i never really thought of them as like oh this is meant for just girl this is meant for just guys it was just kind of all together in one thing but i guess i can see the differences i just don't know my one comment and this ties into our like the the fan service factor here but there are times whenever i watch stuff and i make this comment and i make this joke all the time i'm like Hmm, I wonder if this was written by a male or a female. And that usually comes into play with, I don't know how to describe it tastefully. Uh, <laughs> uh, bounce graphics? What? <laughs> I've never bounce- heard that, that term. Think, well, just think about it. Fan service bounce graphics. Was that oh, created I by a male or a female? Okay. I see what you mean now. Okay, I got you. We're on the same page. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it, it never occurred to me that certain things were, were written for certain genders, you know? Mm-hmm. So I realized since I am watching Fruits Basket right now, this one is primarily, this was designed, like it was created for girls in mind, is a very pastel colored, a lot of it is more, I don't know, the lines that are drawn, the way the art is designed is a lot softer than what a normal shonen is. There's not a lot of action lines, which we look at the anime and stuff. And a lot of the stuff is geared around having very pretty guy characters, especially in Fruits Basket or in in Free, the swimming one. That's just basically pretty guy characters. And it's all geared towards girls. And then for the shonen side, most of those have like really pretty girl characters, right? I'm not saying that the shojos don't have girl characters. The, the those also have pretty girl characters in there, but the idea is like, uh, do they both provide fan service for each gender? I guess. So here was my my comment was going to be is mm-hmm. you say that shonen has pretty girls, like pretty girls, but when That's I the hear. Fan service part. Yeah, I know. When I hear that, I think voluptuous, over-sexualized women. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear when I think about it. If a shonen is directed towards male, 
written by the male bounce graphics happen <laughs> like like that that okay so Terra master asked earlier to define fan service and use it in a sentence so let's let's do that right now since okay, we're kind so of- my actual definition of fan service is something that zach told me today something that is for the fans that isn't necessarily necessary for the plot but because the fans would like to have it in there that's why it's in there I can explain some examples later on, but I mean, that's like the gist of it is this. It's something fans would want in a show that doesn't necessarily improve the plot of the show. And my my definition is along the same vein, but more specific. And this is how I just grew accustomed to associating this with fan service is the over-sexualized images and sequences in both video games and anime. Mm Mm-hmm. Mostly around the women that are enhanced with bodily features that have bounce graphics attached to them. So that's, I never thought to think bigger picture, like something that, and and Qual is about to go into this, like something bigger picture could qualify as fan service. Mm -hmm. So an example of my kind of fan service would be like in Sword Art Online. This is probably going to be a spoiler for those of you who haven't watched already, but I feel like it's been a big enough show that I can talk about it. When in the second part of season one, he finally gets to pick up a second sword, right? Because that entire second part of the season one, he only had to use one sword. He couldn't use a second one. He didn't gain the skill for double wielding, I guess. So uh, when he finally got that second sword, that was like something to the fan service of the first part of the season one where he could double wield. And everyone like really, really liked the fact that he could use two swords again. Um, And I think this happens again later on in the other seasons. I just can't remember off the top of my head without spoiling things. But don't remember either. But see, that's something I wouldn't have known was a fan service. I just took it at face value. Like, oh, he's fighting with Suguha's sword, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he uses it. But he doesn't. He uses it for, like, literally five seconds. Right. So but that's five seconds of fan service. <laughs> I wouldn't have never known unless you told me. That's the PG definition, PG definition <laughs> of fan service. Yeah. And so then let me explain my side of it. His sister Suguha, which I who whose name I could never remember. I like like even last episode I mentioned it that when I went to the movie premiere for Ordinal Scale, sort of online, the movie was totally fine up until the very end. This is not a spoiler. The very end, you see Yui, the little uh, she's a fairy, uh, like like kind of like Navi. And she pops out of Suguha's breast, literally pops out from in between her cleavage. All the males stood up and clapped. And I was just like, what is wrong with you? Like, this movie has been great. And then you choose to, to clap at that? Are you serious? So that, that, yeah. that's my so frustration. That's the other fan service. So I think this topic today is primarily going to be about that kind of fan service over my kind of fan service I was talking about. Mine's like the PG. This is fan service on the pure aspect of what fan service should be versus what it has become, I guess. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, hearing the quote unquote PG version of it, it makes me think about and potential spoilers for those who have not seen Voltron 
ooh, what is it called? It's VLD Legendary Defenders. Legendary Defenders of Voltron. Something yes. like that. So yeah. Anyway, Voltron. The 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 revamped version that's on Netflix. So uh, ooh, there's a lot of backstory to this one. Okay, so Voltron. Five paladins, and all you really need to know is three of them. And there's within the Voltron fandom, there are two sides who ship different characters. And so shipping is whenever you want two characters to get together. You see them as romantic interests and whatnot. And so one side of the shippers are for Shiro and Keith. So Sheath. And then the other side, who I personally believe are the most toxic fandom ever, they ship Lance and Keith. So Clancers. So there's this war between the within the fandom for Voltron. And so when the final season, season eight, came out, everyone thought that the creators and writers were going to showcase Sheath. So Shiro and Keith being lovers in some way. That didn't happen. However, they did confirm that Shiro is gay. So I think that's probably the closest I can get to me identifying the PG version of fan service. The fact that the lead paladin of Voltron is gay. Just not with the right person. <laughs> so let's talk about fan service. The Quaz definition is so wholesome. <laughs> this is just going to be a running joke now about my wholesome use. But, but let's, okay, let's go back to the topic and let's talk about fan service, right? Like the, the not PG version and whether or not it's actually necessary to be in shows. My example that I was thinking of was Sword Art Online. Would Sword Art Online be any different if they didn't have fan service in there? The, the not rated What type of fan G1. service? <laughs> so... I mean, this this applies to mm. any and all, not just Sorta Online. I mean, it it doesn't take away from me watching Sorta Online because it is not the UE fan service. <laughs> it doesn't deter me from watching. There are some shows, right? Example, prime example. I will not go anywhere near Food Wars because I know what type of fan service is in that. You got girls. Like getting their clothes all torn up and making some weird sounds as they eat food. And then there's, I'm going to say it, uh, tentacle porn. What the hell? <laughs> the, the fan service is the food, silly. You're missing out on the food, though, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. It is so not worth it. That's one where I think it is so unnecessary. If you want to sell the food, sell it in a more not R-rated fan service way. Oh, yeah, so my, my case for Sword Art Online... No, I can't. They always have in each season a specific scene where a girl is getting, you know, trigger warning, abused, I guess is probably putting it without making it, like, too extreme. Yikes. But it basically shows a girl getting molested in each season literally each season there's one episode or like a scene uh where that happens so if they were to just remove that scene 
in each season, it doesn't change the show at all. Like the show is still just as good without that scene. It's completely unnecessary. But these scenes were written into the visual novels when they were first created. So they put it in there just to like follow along with how the visual novel was written. But in terms of like, is it needed? I don't think it was ever really needed. And I wouldn't even call it fan service, but some people would consider that fan service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really twisted way to think about fan service, though, because of the content, like the really, (laughs) really sensitive content around that. Those scenes is really, really uh, troublesome. Totally unnecessary. And then other than that, like, I don't think there's like a ton of fan service in Sorta Online, except for, you know, the ordinary ordinary scale thing that Siri was talking about. It doesn't happen often. Right. And that and that's totally fair. If it's not Mm -hmm. a focus, I will give it a shot kind of switching gears to video games the one example i can think of that i turned me off within the first at least 30 minutes of me trying to get through this game is bayonetta bayonetta is just like a knockoff version of devil may cry in my opinion as far as like gameplay and everything it's just basically that and my issue is i would take it more seriously if she didn't lose her clothes trying to do these special moves. Like she straight up just goes like commando. And I'm just like, really? I'm supposed to, if I want to use these moves, I have to just strip naked. Really? So that's my biggest gripe with like video games like that. My first time seeing over-sexualized images of women on video games was Tomb Raider. That's, that's a classic one right there. But I mean, it's not, it's just her her model, like Laura Croft, her model is just designed that way, but the game is still essentially mm-hmm. an adventure RPG, you know? But something like Bayonetta where it's like her, the focus is on her sexuality, I'm just like, that's so freaking annoying. And even whenever, I think it was Devil May Cry 4 came out, the very first scene like Dante or whoever I don't know if it's Dante for sure but whoever it is the main the main guy character is naked and then they strategically cover up his junk with objects flying around in in a like a chaotic scene and I'm just like this is so unnecessary why (laughs) like I just want to play the game when I first saw Bayonetta on Super Smash Bros I was quite confused because she is still quite voluptuous there yep I was kind of confused why she made it in that game, too. I mean, I was excited for it, the fact that they yep. brought in a character like so. that. But at the same time, I was like, is this really a Nintendo thing? So, I mean, another type of fan service is in another one, uh, Quintessential Quintuplets. I feel like it didn't have a ton of fan service. Yes, the character designs could be considered fan service because of, you know, the size of the girls. But in terms of, like I said, it's beyond that. Like, they did it artistically to where it's not a focus of the show and more of this focus of the show is just their slice of life components and trying to teach each other how to become better people. So, yeah, I mean, I don't watch a lot of, I don't watch a lot of shows with fan service in it unless I tolerate it. Like going back to what's the one with Jonah as the sniper guy. Oh, high rise invasion. High rise. I wanted to say sky rise, high rise invasions. Like, there was a bit of fan service, but I felt it wasn't too much where 
I couldn't still watch the show. But something like, oh, what's that one? Is it High School for the Dead? Yeah, High School of the Dead. I was just about to mention that one. That one, that was clearly that- focused on fan service. Exactly, exactly. So something like that, no. Don't let Rhett, don't let Rhett watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, High School of the Dead. Oh, man, that was such like, that was such a big offender, I think, of fan service. And I, I watched it all. But I was like disgusted at the same time. But I really just didn't yeah, know. You the watched end. It I all. watched it all. <laughs> um, but only because I wanted to know what it, how it ended. But guess what? It ends on a cliffhanger. Sorry, spoilers. Okay, so then let's think about this. So you mentioned free earlier. So yep. that's that's a fan service towards girls. Yep. But for me, I didn't see it as like I didn't get disgusted by it because. I accepted the fact that these guys are shirtless most of the time because they are swimming. It's part of the plot. And it wasn't over-sexualized like some of the other, you know, male-centric fan service. I I can't think of another example where there's like male gaze or female gaze. I that's like the only example I can think of because it's, it's not done very often. I don't think mm-hmm. I could be, I could be very wrong. Cause I have very like shallow, like inventory of anime that I've watched, but even does Yuri on ice have any? I wouldn't call it fan service either. I think Free's the only one that's like a big, that that's probably the farthest I've seen a show. We'll see if on. the water polo one is the same way. Oh, that definitely will be the same. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. So, like, even thinking about video games i don't maybe because i don't play enough games where there is a, fe- a tendency for female gaze i mean i don't think there is man, a lot of video games that are geared towards it's that. really just for the male gaze yeah which is sad it is very <laughs> sad i mean dante or devil may cry was the only one i could think of where i was just like oh this is so stupid but i mean I'm running through all the games I've played, and I don't, I don't see anything over sexualized for a male character. I mean, I guess you want to call Dante one, but it's like. Or do we want to look into cyberpunk? Have you heard about I, that? I can't speak to that one because I, I haven't played it or anything. I just know that you can customize your character in very uh, specific ways. Yeah. Yep. I think that's more of a customization thing. And uh, I think they did add that in just for, I would call that fan service as well. It's not for specifically girls or guys. It's just fan service because fans just want that put into the game. Which is silly. Which is silly. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's because fan service sells for a lot of shows, a lot of games as well. So, so then walk me through how something like uh, the, the, the dual wielding that Kirito does in sort of online for the second part of part, the second part of arc one. It's like a very they minor should really ju- They should really just make it season two, whatever. Yeah. But like, how does that, how does something like that happen? Do they just, how, do they just get a pulse of the audience? So it's just like, I think it's because it's, they don't get to pop like pull the audience or anything like that it's it's part of the story already they've already kind of designed the the show that way 
a lot of it is they just know iconic things that show up and they like it when fans like it when those iconic things show up again right so like let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, for example whenever he whenever kaiba brings out his blue eyes white ultimate dragon or whatever is like a big thing because that's his iconic monster card and the dark magician for yugi or for pokemon whenever pikachu comes on 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 the stage that's like a big thing too so i think that kind of fan service is more like the iconic feeling about things versus something fans want but because it's iconic fans want it huh i guess does that make sense yeah it makes sense because i guess i'm just struggling because i didn't whenever kirito first brings out the dual wielding it didn't strike me as like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is iconic. It was just, oh, good for him. Like he's bettering himself as a skilled player. Good for him. But I didn't expect it to happen again in the second part or even Alicization. It also comes out in Alicization. His sword, the first sword he gets though, the the midnight blue one. Ooh, so cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes, I will say that. Yeah. I've never been more attracted to an inanimate object ever. <laughs> fan service. <laughs> this is not fan service. Uh. But I just again I I watch everything at face value. I don't I don't get so invested to where I feel like my needs as a as a fan need to be serviced by the creators. But yeah, that's like one of those things I want to talk about was just like that's the kind of fan service a lot of people like. Um, it's PG, iconic kinds but of things. Far, it sounds like they're far and few in between because we have way more examples of the bounce graphics and physics <laughs> examples mm-hmm. than we do with those G-rated ones. So since you're dressed up as Tifa, would you say that Final Fantasy VII has too much or just enough fan service? Just enough. Just enough. Is it noticeable? I mean, it's noticeable. Like when you first see Tifa, it's very clear that she was designed for the male gaze. I will say that. I'm not. I'm not even gonna deny that. But she's not focused on too much to where it detracts from the gameplay and the plot of the story. Mm-hmm. That could just be me because I'm distracted by Cloud. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Could stuff that happens commonly be considered fan service too? Like, is it iconic if it happens all the time, like turning Super Saiyan or using Bonkai? I was just about to say yeah. something about Dragon Ball Z. So is it is it intentional that every, this is kind of a spoiler if you're not caught up on Dragon Ball Z at all, but every arc or saga, every saga, they always use the stupid spirit bomb as the finishing blow. I think the spirit the bomb enemy. is a fan service. Is it fan service? Because I think it's stupid. Or iconic. <laughs> Give me your energy. I just think, because they come up with so many awesome new skills and ways to fight the enemy, but no, spirit bomb, old classic, old reliable is going to take care of it for I us. I mean, what else is he going to do? Kamehameha? No, I mean, like, when Vegeta and Goku fuse into Gogeta or Vegeta, I don't remember which one is which. Like, I feel like that should be pretty 
pretty damn good. But no, they got to go spirit bomb mode. Spirit bomb more meme than fan service, in my opinion. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Does it ever actually work, though? Yes, it does. Up until... No, no. I mean, what? does it fully ever destroy anybody? I don't remember. Works on Boo. Oh, yeah, it did. I think, I think Boo is the last one it works on. I feel like it, it eventually just kind of fizzles out and it's not like the strong. But at, at that point, you've gone through like four or five sagas. Mm -hmm. And every time the, the spear bomb is what did it in. So I think after that, the spear bomb doesn't. I forget who comes after Boo. I think it's um, Lord Beerus. But he's so. a god. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah, it. I would say... It's like those moments in shows where you're like, oh, my God, he's doing it. Or if it's not like that, then it's probably not a fan service moment. Like, if you see it coming, then I feel like it's not as exciting. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to use a Bankai. Oh, yeah, they're going to turn Super Saiyan. You know? It's like yeah, those I don't moments. think Super Saiyan is, is iconic enough to be fan Maybe service. a fusion would, I think, would be an iconic thing. Because they don't do it often. I wouldn't see it. My, maybe my opinion is moot because I don't see anything as fan service unless it's bounce crap. Like Ichigo going Bankai always gets me hyped. Okay, so with Ichigo, uh, going Bankai is kind of normal now. I think whenever he goes to like the next level of Bankai that he does, that's when it's like super hype. Or whenever Naruto go, gets his next like form or whatever in Naruto, that's like the next level of hype that you reach and um but i mean all shonens i think have that kind of progression it's like you start off at the bottom and you gradually get powered up so yeah but the way that author says it is a part of it too the bankai so here's a question yes in demon slayer the fire dance move mm -hmm. is that gonna is that considered fan service I'm going to say no. Only because I think all of the Demon Slayer moves are really, really cool. Um, but I don't think they're prominent in my eyes. Like, he can say all the form names or whatever, but I can't really differentiate between what all the forms are these days. But no, I'm not talking about the water breathing. Yeah, I'm talking about the... Yeah, I know. So the okay. fire one is just another, like, evolution. Because that was such an, that was such an iconic moment in... And pivotal one in the first season. Sorry, spoilers. And then if that gets used again, is that fan service? Right. Maybe it will be. It kind of depends. We've only seen that used, you know, a couple times. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, like 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 the dual wielding. Yeah, I think it needs to kind of. We need to kind of see it used more to see like when it comes up because I know when he uses it, he gets exhausted, right? So maybe that's like his one super move that he uses and then that's it. And that's iconic, I think, when he does use it. And it mm -hmm. has to end whatever he's fighting. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how, it, how they progress with that in season two, which is coming out, by the way, in 2022. Is it 22? I thought it was coming out later this year. Maybe it's later this year. I might be wrong. I'm looking it up now because don't get my hopes up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's later this year. According to Crunchyroll, the second season of Demon Slayer will premiere sometime in summer 2021. 
Oh, we're already in the thick of summer, though. So they have a month. We're in the thick of summer. We're not in the thick of summer. Is it midsummer coming up soon? May is still considered spring, dude. Summer is June, July, August. Oh, I suppose. I always consider August as fall. That's the tax busy season in me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the thick of summer. <laughs> Literally May 3rd. <laughs> Dude, you don't understand. Houston, Texas, thick of summer begins in April. That's fair. April. Summer is Why April. are you trying to steal this year away so quickly, Kwa? Uh, Everyone coming for you. Um, Get your timeline straight. So... I was talking to Matthew earlier and I was telling him how well we were going to do the, the whole fan service thing. So here's a new topic to talk about is hot tub streamers on Twitch. The fact you have to ask that question is. <laughs> like. I feel like it's kind of in a weird position right now where. It's not against Twitch rules to do that. But at the same time, it's... Yeah, but we can't say the word simp in chat. Yeah, technically you weren't supposed to say that either because we are on Twitch right now. <laughs> but yeah, you can't use certain words. Uh, you can't wear like undergarments on Twitch, but you can wear swimwear on Twitch, and it's totally fine. Um, so I feel like in the future, I hope that they'll place the same kind of restrictions on that because Twitch is trying to become more of a, you know quote-unquote wholesome streaming site <laughs> so i feel like it's eventually going to get rid of it i hope so um but they'll have to like update their terms of service and everything i've i've never heard of this until like recently and i just cannot believe it's a thing it is a thing um i get annoyed with those kind of streams because it's like you're not playing any I... games you're not providing yeah i and don't know I... It, it it makes being a female in the gaming community so polarizing because there's no space for a female gamer because if you're not if you're playing video games you're trash at it because you're a female you're not taken seriously and if you are not gaming then you're just like a sexualized object so i just the fact that streamers are playing into that makes me so angry. Yeah. Like, have some dignity, have some morals. Like, I just feel sorry for everybody involved because, one, the streamer feels they have to, like, either they feel like they have to do this to be successful on Twitch or they know that they're playing the game right which is stupid and manipulative and then i feel sorry for the viewers who are being manipulated into this sorry i feel very strongly <laughs> about this type of stuff like like I, I i'm getting triggered hearing this because when i was streaming on twitch i would get sexually harassed in my own chat to wear more revealing clothing in that I sucked at games and should stick to just selling my pretty face, you know? And it's just like, I like to play video games and I like to chat with people. That's what this whole thing is about. Why do I have to, like, 
sell myself short just to please you guys and do fan service. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's sad. It is. That's sad to me. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> but yeah, back to fan service. We, I guess we're both in agreement that fan service isn't really needed. But would you say that it's it helps sell some of the shows and games that it is in? I'm not going to deny it does sell. Yeah, unfortunately. But I don't even play games that have a ton anymore. So it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to think. I mean, I think maybe the Persona games probably have a bit of fan service yep, in there. Do. Yeah. Yep. But it's not, again, it's not to the point where it it's totally distracting and it's like the focus of the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I forgive it in that sense. Kingdom Hearts. Let's talk about Kingdom Hearts. Do you think that has any fan service in it? Probably to the Square Enix community. In the in the G rated stuff category. Yeah. yeah. Or any of the Disney Could. things that come up. Oh, well, I'm speaking as as a Square Enix fan. I, I loved the fact that there's crossover from Final Fantasy games. But yeah, I guess Disney too. That works. What are you guys' opinions on fan service and whether or not it should be in games? Too many thoughts. I have too many thoughts. And cannot type essays. I mean, okay. Oh, so I think we've triggered her. I'm sorry. <laughs> for Let's say for Elise, I know she didn't like Naruto because it eventually moved on to bounce graphics. I would say One Piece also eventually moved on to graf- bounce graphics. Like, if you look at Nami from, like, you know, the first 30 seasons versus the more current 30 seasons, it's definitely all bounce graphics. Bleach is the same way. Yep. Bleach, Bleach is definitely... That was, like, from the very beginning. <laughs> or he may was too much. But if you can, like, look past those, usually the storyline is pretty decent. At least up through the Soul Society. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So awesome their business they'll do whatever they think will make them more money if it will help the game or anime a little bit that doesn't distract but doesn't distract too much from the main point plot it's fine yeah but i feel like a lot of companies these days have kind of like dialed back on a lot of the fan service that they add into it like i don't think i've seen anything as bad as high school of the dead in more recent years uh i feel like high school of the dead was like peak fan service at that point without going into like the territory of rated r stuff that was peak fan service. And then they kind of dialed it back so it's not as bad after that. And they focused more on the story versus anything else. But I think now they've kind of like went to like, you know, the high rise invasion kind of fan service where it's like, you know, upskirt shots or panty shots or something like that. I mean, there's the, the, the designs of those female characters too, at least the main one was still pretty voluptuous. Right. Not to say that we can't have busty women in anime and video games, but it's very obvious that it's out of proportion and intentionally drawn for the male gaze. Right. So will it change in the future? Will we have less of that kind of fan service and more towards like the iconic stuff? What are your opinions on that? I'm totally fine with G-rated iconic fan service stuff. That plays into maintaining your fan base. I totally understand that, but there shouldn't be a need to dirty it up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it just seems desperate for attention kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So 
That's my personal opinion. I'm probably in the same category. And then back to Soju and Shonen. I think I'm less bothered when an anime or manga sets itself up from day one to be super fan servicey. I just avoid it. But when it shifts, then I'm bothered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly the same way. Now I'm trying to think if Food Wars starts off like that. I guess it does. It's I'm not sure it's season. Episode, episode one. Is it like, episode, episode one? one? Is it episode one? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Okay. Because my sister texted me because she she and her boyfriend are still on their anime kick right now. And she's like, hey, Sierra, have you ever seen Food Wars? And I'm just like, she's asking me because she knows it would make me upset. <laughs> so I, I want to say episode one, it definitely starts that way. Because I was like, hell no, get the hell away from me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, dang. Yeah. At least in Food Wars, they do it to like not just the girls, but they do it to the guys as well. So it's not... It's so unnecessary, it's though. Unnecessary, but that's part of like that's the kind of genre that it's in. So, what's the genre? That would be a shonen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whew. Anyways, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think I'm all talked out. Yeah, I think we're just too tired today. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on our little like we're on low batteries, but yeah. Thank you, everyone, for coming to hang out with us yeah thank you so much for hanging out y'all I, i'm i hope the discussion was lively even though Quan and i are getting over our vaccine shots yep <laughs> and i think the next time we're gonna have a movie is gonna be a while we'll have another episode out and you look at our calendar but yeah so next movie night is gonna be on may 21st yeah the next Live sessions, I think we're looking at guests. We have one guest confirmed to close out this season of Enter the Chat Podcast. I'm personally excited to have them talk with us. Yes. And then we're working on another guest trying to get confirmation. Mm -hmm. That should be a lot of fun, too. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Thanks for coming out to hang out with us. Everyone have a good night. Uh, Get some rest if you got vaccine shots. Drink a lot of water. Take your Tylenol. Get a lot of sleep. And hopefully everybody will be back when we are all, you know, COVID free, I guess. I mean, at least me and Siri would be COVID free. COVID (laughs) protected. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye, y'all. Good night. Quan, Siri out. Bye.